Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pig Trail Podcast. I am its creator and host, Ty Hudson. Yep, the same Ty Hudson from the Pig Trail Network and also from the Hog Talk Podcast. So I wanted to give you guys just a little bit of a, well, just a little bit of an update here. Obviously, you're here. You're listening to the podcast. To that, I, I want to say thank you. But what the plan is here, every Tuesday and Saturday, you're going to have a new podcast. These are taken from the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel from the live streams on Monday and Friday nights. So you'll have a new podcast every Tuesday morning and every Saturday morning. So you'll hear me kind of interact with the with the viewers and the comment section and that those are going to be here. So you'll have those two every again that's every Tuesday morning and Saturday morning and then in the middle of the week, hopefully the goal is between Wednesday or Thursday, depending on whether or not my schedule works out the way that it should. I'm going to have an exclusive Pig Trail podcast episode right here only. You can't get it on the YouTube channel. You can't get it anywhere else. And that's going to be a mixed bag of tricks. It's going to be more of a, I I don't know what to call it, maybe an insider's view on, on kind of what I do here, just talking, you know, talking to all things Razorbacks, but also kind of diving into some other things that I'm doing. I might even bring a guest on. Every once in a while, so I'm really looking to 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 give you guys something that you can't get anywhere else. So again, thank you guys so much. Please remember to to give me some star power for those of you on iTunes. Leave me a written review; that'd be great. I'd really appreciate that. And uh, I guess that that's it. You guys enjoy the podcast and woo pig. Yeah. I've been moving calm, don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful. How are you guys? How's it going? Welcome. This is officially the very first episode that will be uploaded to the Pig Trail Podcast. How you guys doing? Blake, how you doing, sir? Uh, Randall Hunt, that last live chat was awesome. Couldn't agree more, Randall. I hope all you guys had a great weekend. Again, this will be up on the Pig Trail podcast tomorrow for those of you who maybe kind of miss out on some pieces here and there a lot to talk about so much to talk about so glad you guys could could uh, take time out of your day to to be here I, I appreciate it as always so this weekend wasn't all bad not not all bad I mean it was mostly bad but not all bad I hope you guys again I hope you had a great weekend welcome uh Please remember to like, comment, share the content that you're that you're watching. For those of you here that are they're here live, or maybe you're getting caught up, but feel free to check out the links down below that are provided for you in the description box. There's there's uh, the Hog Talk podcast, which is myself and Jacob Scott Davis, and and every once in a while we have our producer uh, Porter Hayes on, and and uh, it's just we have a jolly old time over there. It's mostly the analytical stuff. We get into a lot of the numbers, right? We we. We try this last this last uh, podcast was really me drinking vodka and just laughing at the current state of affairs of the Razorback football program. That's really what this was. Jacob and I really couldn't sum it up in any way that would make everybody happy. So we were like, you know what? We're just gonna have a good old time with it. So feel free to check that podcast episode out. That is episode number I think thirty two. So um, welcome, welcome, welcome. What up, Ty? This is Joe McGowan. What's going on, Joe? Hope all's well. The worst fake punt ever. Yeah, did you guys like that? For those of you who are listening on the podcast right now, we had before the show went live, we did the we, we 
cut up the clip there with the with the Sam Loy punt. By the way, that guy. I'm I'm sorry. I hate to say this. If he were pro, I wouldn't have any problem saying this. And the fact that he's in college, I have a hard time saying this because he's still kind of he's a kid. He's the worst punter ever. He might be accurate. Maybe that's his thing. Maybe he's accurate, but he's only accurate like inside 30 to 35 yards. What does he average this year punting? He has got to be the worst punter I have seen at Arkansas. This guy can't punt. He might be accurate. I think someone had pointed out that he had he's had a couple of nice stops or punts that landed down inside like the 10. Um, but I, I can't remember a time where they pinned – where they, they, they won field position, of course that's on the offense, not on Sam Loy, where they maybe win field position, they get, into a, they get into a spot where they can punt and pin them back. I don't even feel comfortable if they were even in that situation that he would be able to pin an opposing offense anywhere. I just, I don't know. Their situation inside and out is not good. So we uh, typically on the Monday shows, I mean all the live shows are pretty laid back. Like it's just us, me reading chat. And just having sharing some laughs with you guys and trying to give you what information that's out there. And and at the day, at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not a member of the media. I'm one of you. I'm just loud. I'm just loud, and I like to talk about the Razorbacks. Um, so I think I think it's fair to say the media has they they won't come out and say it. And it's really obvious to you guys. It's really obvious to me, and I know it's obvious to the people who consider themselves a part of the, you know, the official media. If you've got a, if you've got a press pass, you're a member of the media. Okay, we don't. Hog Talk Podcast doesn't have a press press pass. I don't have a press pass. I don't consider myself a member of the media here. Um, they're freaking terrible. Like it, not even not beyond the point of it being obvious. The state of this program is unlike anything I think I've ever seen in, in the SEC period. You know, someone asked on, on Saturday night's live show, someone had asked, are we going to become the next Vanderbilt? And I'm like, bro, they're already, they're worse. They're Like, that would be, that's looking up. You're looking up at Vanderbilt. You're They're as bad as some of the worst teams in, in at, at Vanderbilt. You need to quit worrying about if you're the next Vanderbilt. Hell, you are Arkansas. That's the joke around the SEC. Uh, and it's that is that is the current state of affairs at the University of Arkansas. And that just is what it is. Members of the media have a hard time saying that because, you know, sponsors and they've got a boss they got to answer to and then the audience will turn on them in a heartbeat. Look, you guys can turn on me in a heartbeat. I've I've seen that happen here. I've had that happen. You know, the Mike Anderson stuff and then uh, the two and ten video that I made, or I made a couple of comments and a couple of videos about you know putting some of that blame on the coaching staff going two and ten being unacceptable. And I mean, I caught, I, I mean, I had to, but I think in those circumstances, I think I was right. At the end of the day, it was time to walk away from Mike Anderson. It, 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 two and ten does go on the shoulders of those of, of that coaching staff a year ago. What's happening this year is on the shoulders of that staff. The the excuse, and we've talked about this time and time again. The excuses. There, there's not enough of them to justify what we're seeing. When you're when you're getting embarrassed like you were against Auburn, I'm sorry, but yeah, Auburn's a really good team. They're not a top ten caliber team. They're they're a legit top twenty five, but they're not an elite program. You had no business getting thumped that bad and looking that bad. The combination of the two in front of your you know all 
42 people that happened to be at that game that probably accidentally stumbled and found themselves inside inside the football stadium there. Uh, but you had no business looking as bad as they did. That's on the coaches. That's on the coaches' shoulders. That's on Chad Morris. That's on Craddock. That's on Chavis. That's on everybody affiliated with the program. As far as the coaching staff is concerned, the excuse, there's just not enough of them. And I get it every day. I see it every day. And like I said before, I try not to cause trouble on Twitter. I, I typically will retweet stuff, and those aren't always endorsements. But um, I, you know, I, I, sometimes you just get fed up, and it's just it's unbelievable. Um, John Cunn says, I felt sorry for DMAC. Yeah, that happened right as they're, they're honoring Darren McFadden. And then that Sam Loy fake punt happened. That was unbelievable. Uh, what did you think about the basketball game Sunday afternoon? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Now, I did not get access to the game. I had my four-year-old's birthday party at 1 o'clock, and I, just, I never got a chance to actually sit and really listen or watch. I can't comment a whole lot about the basketball game. I will tell you. Um... Uh, from what I've read, what footage I have seen, Isaiah Joe is going to be an absolute monster. And I, I know at this point that's a given, but that guy, it's like where they've moved the three-point line, you wonder if that was going to affect him or not. It doesn't look like it has. It does not look like it has. Musselman says that Joe's going to have to take like 15 shots a game at three-point range. If that is the case, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough year. You can't rely solely on Isaiah Joe this year, guys. I know he's a stud, but they're going to have to have someone take some pressure off of him. If, if your team revolves solely around one guy, you're not a tournament team. You're not an NIT team, unless that guy is like Michael Jordan or LeBron James. <laughs> you know, Isaiah Joe is a talented shooter. He is an elite level. From what I understand, the NBA is he is on their radar, but he's a pure shooter. Um, and the great thing is he's got he's 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 just ice cold, man. He's got ice running through his veins. Like I I really feel like he's going to ball out. But you got to give him the opportunity. You got to give him some. He's going to have a lot of contested shots, and you got to get the heat off of him. I know you can you can point back to past teams, right? And you can go you can circle one guy and go, well, that guy's the reason why. Well, no, but you know, coaching, and then he also had other things on that team that made them special. Yeah, they had a guy that stood out. But they had other things about that team that stood out. You know, they had a deep bench. They had plenty of talent, plenty of depth. Uh, Arkansas is kind of lacking, I think, in talent. We really, as far as the actual product, and we've skipped from football to basketball a little quicker than I wanted to. But uh, they're they're going to need, yeah, they're just they're going to need more depth. They're going to need Vanover, and I don't think that 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 happens. Uh, still no Power 5 wins for Chad Morris as a head coach. No Power 5 wins in all caps, says Grant Patrick. Yeah, I don't think we expected that after Auburn. I don't think Auburn – I guess the score shouldn't surprise anybody. I guess it was just the combination of everything that we saw. That wasn't going to change this weekend, and it's certainly not going to change next weekend. We know that. They're about to take on Bama. It's it's going to be – I don't know what the line is yet. I haven't even looked. I don't know. I haven't even looked. I'm going to here in a second. But uh, dude, Tennessee almost laid the smackdown on Bama. Refs shafted them a few times and took their mojo. I was proud of the Vols during that game says, I've got the documents. It's an interesting name. Mike Lane, we're not the next Vanderbilt. We are the next Arkansas trying to be as good as the 2017 team. Laugh out loud, Mike. <laughs> Celtics for life, the north end zone hasn't sold out yet. I mean, the seats were nice and shiny, weren't they? 
I don't know that that's a good thing that we're seeing how beautiful the seats are. I think it's probably a pretty bad thing. After after Hogs lose to Western Kentucky, Chad will probably get booted, says Fishman. Uh, Alex Henderson says Vandy beating Mizzou was a final nail in the coffin for Morris, in my opinion. Yeah, well, because you're still you're the only team left in the SEC that hasn't beaten an S an SEC opponent. Yeah, I agree. That's that's uh, not good. Let me pull up some stuff here really quick for you guys. Something else that happened. We're gonna we're gonna bounce to recruiting. They lost yet another four star prospect in uh, Martavius French. This is a. Uh, it's one of those. It's been another. You know, we talk a lot about roller coaster rides. That's what this has been with his recruiting process. Um, I never felt good when he took Arkansas commit out of his Twitter bio, and then after they offered McDonald and he came out and said some great things, and things were kind of being floated around that this is a really good thing. The odds are now in Arkansas's favor. Now here we are. French has has officially decommitted. It's a. Um, I, I don't understand it. He's he would come in, him and and his teammates would come in and play out the gate, especially Bryson Eason. It's um, I really don't know what to I don't know what to say at this point. Um, that's now four D commitments for the twenty twenty class. Xavion Capers was first. That was before the season. He de- he decommitted. He's a big time four star wideout, six foot four, two hundred pound receiver. Guy's a monster. Uh, then you had three-star corner Jamie Vance decommit, 5'10", 155 pounds. Very, a lot of people believe he's one of the most underrated corners in the class. He decommitted, and I think a lot of people saw that coming. Xavion Capers people you know, saw that coming. Tykees Crawford would then decommit, which is a huge blow. I mean, again, there's your second four-star, and then your third four-star that decommits, Martavius French. Crawford, the four-star tackle, 6'5", 335. According to 24-7 Sports, he's, the, he's top. He's, he's nationally ranked at 163. That's, a, that's pretty impressive. He's a top 20 player at that position. And then Martavius French was obviously a big blow, nationally ranked at 332, position ranked at uh, 15. This damn squeaky chair. God, I hate this chair. I'm going to replace it one day. I hate this chair. <laughs> so, yeah, four D commitments. Three of them four stars according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, if you're going to ask me, what are the odds that Arkansas uh, has another top 25 class? I think it's pretty obvious that that's not going to happen. As long as you're bad, as long as you're this level of bad and you have this level of incompetence on this staff, you're not going to get the job done. Like I said, this is this is the worst time in Arkansas Razorback football history. Um, the fact that they went 2-10 and ten and managed to have a top 25 unanimous top 25 class was incredible. You got some pure athletes out of uh, out of there and and, um, it, it, and you know you look at you look at who's already contributed so far this year out of that class. The 2020 class was shaping up to be just as good. It's a huge blow. Um, let's see. Levi Schneider says uh, Sam Loy, the punter, is in my college algebra class. <laughs> college algebra class. Me and my me and my roommate still wonder how he how he got here from Vandy. <laughs> uh, Levi, play nice with him now. You can't tell him that the uh, Pictorial Network was playing his video, though. You can't tell him that. But say that he was the 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 guy was respectful. No, I wasn't. I was talking about how bad his punts are. The guy punts. Ask him that. That's what you ask him. How do you not punt more than like thirty two yards? Maybe the maybe this is the wind. I don't know. Bring back McFadden. Yeah, I don't think so. 
We know that's not going to happen. He has no eligibility. Uh, Reb Rearview, this is this is one good thing about playing Alabama this week. Tua will not be playing. That means we'll get beat by 45 instead of 55. Reb, you are correct. Yep. I don't even know the backup's name. Do you guys know? Because we know that, that Jalen is gone. He's at Oklahoma. Uh, did you see the press conference today? Bob Holt was terrible today. He says, quote, uh, Alabama is pretty impressive. What do you think about how great Saban is? End quote. Not a single pressing question from the press. I have not had a chance, Mr. T-Dub, to, uh, to watch any of that. Uh, so I, I did not get a chance. I heard that... Well, I'd only heard that Craddock was unimpressive, apparently, in his in his talking with the media. Uh, Justin Potts says he got caught stealing. Nikki confirmed it. They pulled his offer. Um, I'm not going to comment on that. I I just can't comment on that. I, I I I'll just say that I can't. I can't. There is something to that. Uh, if Nikki confirmed it, then, you know, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Let's just, he's not here. You know, there's more that I could say, but I'm not going to, uh, Alex Anderson wonder if we sign any recruits in December. I think they will. And I, here's the good thing. There are still kids sold on the program. You know, you, I do think you have some of those guys that are that are sold on the program. But, you, I, again, you're going to lose more. You're going to lose some more commitments. Uh, if, the recru- if the recruited class goes, so does Chad. Am I right, says John. So, what did we say Saturday night? That, or was that Friday night? That was his that, – that was the light at the end of the tunnel, was recruiting. That's the thing that Chad had to rely on was – you know, as far as I guess job security, or maybe not. Maybe in his own mind, he, he's he's fine. He's safe because of his buyout. I don't know. But for most Hog fans, including myself, you guys, the media, I think we could all agree recruiting was the thing that I don't know. Maybe solidified him keeping his job. I guess, and and that's going that's going the way of the dodo bird. This recruiting class is falling apart. They're going to be lucky at this point to stay top sixty. In national recruiting rankings, you're going to once again probably. I mean, it's there's no probably about it. They're going to finish, you know, third, twelfth, or fourteenth somewhere in the conference. You know, it's it's just all falling apart. The question is, how much are they willing to put up with? How much more negative press can Hunter, the board of trustees, you know, the rich alumni that had supposedly had something to do with the hiring of Chad Morris? How much more can people put up with? You know, you've got local radio stations now calling out the names of you know the members of the board of trustees. Like Zach and Ruskin were doing this last weekend. I think the Morning Rush. I can't confirm this, so don't quote me on this. But someone had said the Morning Rush was doing something similar, putting some of the blame on the on the BOT on the board of trustees. The question, the question at the end of the day is how much embarrassment, how much more embarrassment can they handle? I just I don't know. Um, Dude, I could punt more than 30 yards. <laughs> oh, man. I am here now. Please begin. Sean, you're uh, about 15 minutes, 20 minutes late, my friend. KJ Jefferson should play change my mind behind that offensive line. You want to get him killed? You want to get him killed? Did you watch the Auburn game? Granted, they have a better defensive line, but but Bama's front seven total probably about the same level, you would have to argue, right? 
talent-wise, we know they've got it. I, I Have you watched this offensive line? Like, KJ's going to get killed. Feet or not, you know, quickness or not, he's fast for a quarterback, okay? He doesn't have wide receiver speed, although I, I, I can't wait to actually watch him. I think they will play him. I just wouldn't play him against Bama. I just wouldn't. Play him those final four. That way you don't risk burning his red shirt and you keep him happy. Supposedly, if there's any truth to it at all, you know, that th- there is some concern about whether or not he's going to see the field this year. That way you keep him happy. You keep the critics happy as far as what how you're handling of KJ. I have no problem with get, getting him in there to some capacity in those final four games. Um, so, okay, I, I, really, I don't know if that changes your mind or not, but the offensive line is uh, bad, and they're going to kill him. Like, they're, they're going to hurt that kid. <laughs> when you don't know what you're doing, I don't think people realize – you know, in front of a crowd, in front of a crowd that size with SEC, NFL talent on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and who knows how much offense he has installed or what he knows or doesn't know, um, if he has any, if he's in sync with this offense to any degree at all, and if he's not, he's going to get killed. I, I just don't think you do it against Bama. I think you wait until those final four. Uh, Justin Potts, I'll DM you on Twitter. Justin, you're you're – I'll just say this. You're probably not going to tell me anything that I don't already know. I'll just say that. I, you know, um, as far if you're talking about if you're talking about the the Whitehaven three, I've got documents says didn't Florida State quarterback get called caught stealing shrimp though? <laughs> Wasn't it a crab you're talking about? Are you talking about Winston? Wasn't it a crab that he stole? Walked right out of there with a crab, and now he's a horrible quarterback in the NFL. Why is Craddock so bad at calling good plays? You know, I, I will give credit what credit's due. The direct snap to Cheyenne O'Grady was a good call. Why not? Why not more of that? Why aren't we seeing more of that? Finding a way to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Why did Rakeem Boyd only get like 12 or 13 carries? If his shoulder is really hurt, don't play him at all. But if you're going to play him, use him, get him in there, get him the ball. Now, maybe there's more there. I don't know. You guys, some of you probably caught the post game. Or the uh, uh, today's press conference with with Chad. I don't know if he talked about that or not. I've not read anything about about Rakeem Boyd's shoulder. Supposedly, it's just a nagging injury. Uh, nothing serious yet. Um, I'm not going to be surprised when he's going to need s- surgery on that shoulder. But you've got to find a way to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. And Cheyenne O'Grady, that was one example of 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 okay, that's good play calling. I'll take that. Fourth down and two. Direct snap to Cheyenne. He's a big physical tight end. He's, he doesn't go down on first contact. Uh, Craddock looked hungover bad. If you've seen any Arkansas pressers under Chad, then you've seen it. I, I, yeah, he looks he looks just depressed, if you want my opinion. Uh, he was already at Florida State when it happened. Yeah, so Winston was already at Florida State when all that went down. Mr. T-Dub says, Houston Dell Nuts speech today at the Little Rock Touchdown Club was fantastic. Say what you want about the Nut era, but the dude knew how to get players to win. Took us... Took us to the title match twice. Uh, made me miss him winning. Um, Nutt was a fantastic coach. I think at the end of the day, it's real easy to make that, to, 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 to say that. Uh, he was. He was a fantastic head coach at Arkansas. You know, he could take average. I mean, Jamal Anderson, you guys remember him out of high school? He's like a two- or three-star tight end. They turned him into a first-round draft pick defense event. You know, that's the things that happened under Houston Nutt. However much credit you want to give that to him, I'm not saying you go out and rehire the guy. No, you don't. Just like you don't go rehire Petrino, you know that's not going to happen. But Nut, I, I think he did plenty for this uh, 
for this program. I think we would obviously take anything close to the to what he was able to achieve here. Just imagine if they if they bet Western Kentucky. Oh, I see what you're saying. Just imagine if they beat Western Kentucky, they'll have a club dub celebration. They probably will, sadly. Uh, Mr. Bloodline, with Bama's quarterback out of action, we need to play goal line defense on them the whole game. Well, then their NFL-level talented receivers just run amok on your your two corners. Uh, he could throw some, but is very rusty and doesn't know the offense very well. What if we beat Bama? Not going to happen. Uh, Sean Norris, I know this tie. I meant that now it can really begin. Please roll from the beginning. Yeah, I can't just scroll up through chat, man. I lose my place. Sorry. Uh, Grant Patrick, if we beat Bama, I'll streak the field next home game. It's just not going to happen. I'm telling you, not going to happen on any planet. They could play all their freshmen. It's not going to happen. Uh, right, play KJ on the last four games. Yeah, and that's where I'm at with. I think you play in the last four. So I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about basketball. Obviously, Arkansas got that commitment from Devo. Big time, big time get for, for the Razorbacks. Um, I had some more stuff here pulled up, and I was going to I was gonna uh, talk about it. And of course, I lost it. But uh, Arkansas recruiting looking, I mean, it's looking pretty, pretty nice. Things are setting up pretty well. I feel pretty comfortable recruiting-wise, you know, all the in-state kids. I feel pretty comfortable with what's going on in the in-state. I'm going to say this. I, I If you asked me a week ago Monday, and maybe I mentioned it here, I, I didn't think they had a very good shot at Moses Moody. I think that's changed. I think that, that I think that his visit, you know, his, his, his time spent with Musselman, a little one-on-one time, is, it paid dividends. I'll say this. I feel really comfortable. I think it's between Arkansas and Michigan for him. I feel pretty good about Arkansas's odds. I'm not going to say they get him, but as of right now, I would say I'd, I would I would favor uh, I, I would definitely favor favor him to Arkansas right now. Um, your other in-state prospects, you know, you've got KK Robinson, Jalen Williams, who I think is a must. Uh, KK Robinson, I believe, I think it was KK, or maybe it was uh, Moses Moody. Someone got a crystal ball recently. But KK Robinson had a really good time. We know that it's down between KU, TCU, Illinois, Arkansas. Uh, he does have a crystal ball. I'm going to pull that up. Danny West, um, yeah, that was yesterday. Danny West crystal balled uh, KK to Arkansas. I'm going to say this. I do think they get another commitment before the start of the season. I'm not going to comment on who right now, but I feel pretty strongly they get they get at least one more uh, commitment before the beginning of the season. That's huge. Basketball's turning. I think the right they're going in the right direction off the court. We'll see how they do this year. I'm really curious. I know next week we're gonna the Hog Talk podcast and and, and all of us we're gonna. We're gonna start giving our predictions. Uh, I've kind of let it leak where I'm at with with where I think the basketball program goes. I'm gonna do a little bit more research this week, break down the final bit of the conference. I might even we may even just talk about the whole conference. I'm not really sure, but uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna dive way more into that about about the expectations of the season. I'm gonna say this. I want to. I just I just want a better product on the court. <laughs> at the end of the day, I think. Compared to what they saw last year, and given the talent they had last year, it's just mind-boggling they didn't do more. I want to see them, you know. I just, I just want to see better execution on the court. I want to, I'd, I'd like to see them get a win that they're not supposed to get. Their, their non-conference schedule is actually not that terrible. TCU is going to be a Bud Walton. I'm not going to say they, they go undefeated, but they certainly do look like 
they could have a pretty special year as far as the non-conference games because you start off with Rice on November 5th, which is a Tuesday, 7 p.m. at Bud Walton. Then you follow that with North Texas, Montana, Texas Southern, South Dakota. You do have Georgia Tech. I forgot about Georgia Tech, actually. That's at Georgia Tech. I completely overlooked that. Okay, asterisks on that one. I'm not really sure how they do against Georgia Tech. But uh, Northern Kentucky, uh, Austin P. then they're going to go to Western Kentucky. You never know. Western Kentucky, they're one of those teams. <laughs> they could get you twice uh, in the same year. Football and basketball, how about that? Then you uh, you, you have uh, Tulsa, then you're up against Val. I can never pronounce that team, Valparaiso in North Little Rock. So that'll be the uh, – is that the – that's the only non-conference game that's going to be in – it's going to be in Little Rock, uh, and then and then you have at Indiana. I, yeah, Indiana. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with Indiana, but I completely missed the Georgia Tech. But then you start conference play January 4th against Texas A&M, and uh, we'll have to. I, in my opinion, you'll know where you're at in the middle of of January. You'll have a pretty good idea of who this team is. And by that point, obviously, you've got you've got the rest of February, and then uh, a little bit of March, and that'll do her. That will that'll be all she wrote. So um, I, I I look I, I I'm just I'm not sold on the talent level of this team. I am I'm coming around a lot to the overall you know the staff with uh, Chris Crutchfield, Corey Williams, Clay Moser. It's a pretty good staff. Eric Eric Musselman, you got to feel like he knows his X's and O's, man. He knows he knows the game of basketball. The guy spent time in the NBA and the developmental leagues. Um. He's been around. He helped develop some fantastic basketball players uh, and some fantastic teams. He was a part of some things that were pretty special at the, at the next level. You got to feel like this guy knows what he's doing. We saw how quickly he turned around Nevada, you know, and and he did it with transfers, sure, but you know that's what they've got this year too. They've got a mixed bag, and uh, next year hopefully you have an incoming and a really talented incoming class that he can work with. I think year two, you're going to start to see this thing really move. Year one, it's it's show me what you got. Year one, that's what you got. Year one in the Muscleman era. Let's see what they do. Let's see what he can he can mold out of the clay because you know the SEC is is has has turned a new leaf with basketball. And you look to the hires, the the coaching hires in this conference. It shows you what happens. Look at football, SEC football. Although it's not. It's still the best. I mean, there's no doubt. But you look at the quality of coaches in, in college football, the SEC, and then you, you compare that to, to basketball, the quality of head coaches in basketball are some of the best in all of the Power Fives. And so now they're more competitive, and it's a lot more difficult, way more difficult than when Mike Anderson first took over Arkansas way back when. So tall order, very tall order for Musselman to come in and, and, and make much happen. I, look, I'm not asking for, for much. I'm not asking for tournament. I just want to see a better product on the court. I don't know about you guys, but um, yeah, uh, Isaiah Joe did turn it up. I think he had what twenty five? Was it twenty five or twenty seven points in the game? Wit was uh, Wit did okay, I guess. Uh, Celtics for life says Jimmy Wit had seven points, nine rebounds, six assists. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Joe was eight of seventeen from three point land. Isaiah Joe is going to be special, but the the again, I want to see some other guys come through and step up. I want to see someone, you know, you got to have that Mr. Reliable come off the bench, you know, and it's going to be all about depth and it's going to be about the thing they don't have in the SEC. There's, there's a lot of it, the size, you know, you've really only got three teams. I think that don't have someone that's at least six, nine 
if I looked at that roster right now, obviously the rosters I was looking at were, were made uh, several months ago, so maybe they're probably a little outdated. But um, there's some size in the SEC, and uh, I, I just I don't like that. You can still make it work. We've seen some relatively small teams make it to the tournament and do some damage. We have seen that before. But then you look at overall talent. Where are they? You know, Isaiah Joe, from everything I've read, he's not looked at as a first-rounder. That was kind of running a, that was running around the media there for a little bit that he could be a possible first-round prospect. I've not seen that anywhere. I, I looked that up uh, just a few weeks back, and I did not see In fact, the stuff that I read had him outside the second round. So, I don't know. But he, he is a talented player. There's no doubt about it. So, getting back to chat really quick. Uh, Dwight Raleigh. What's up, Dwight? Hope all is well. OC and DC got to go. Morris still safe for one more season. Another season like this, he's gone. I I don't know, man. Dwight, the reality is that firing him right now with that buyout, that's the biggest question. That is the biggest question. Are they willing to pony up and pay that buyout and then have to pony up and pay? Because if you fire Chad at the end of the year, you better have – a plan in place because you can't handle another up-and-comer. You can't handle another former elite-level OC who had a couple of years and did okay. and, and like You can't settle for that. It's got to be for someone, I, I think, somewhat proven as a head coach. That doesn't mean you know elite. doesn't mean someone who's, who's you know, taking them to, to Rose Bowls and Fiesta Bowls. Like, just someone who's been competitive and, and played at a really high level for a little bit, maybe, you know, at one of these kind of, not a mid-major, but one of those Power 5 schools that's always kind of considered like in the middle. Maybe they went there and they kind of turned them around, kind of like what you've seen in Iowa State. Um, who's the other one? Someone had a really good example Saturday night of someone, of a, of a program that has, well, I mean, obviously you could look at Leach. I know Leach is a name that's still out there that everyone likes to mention. I like Leach. I'd be all for Leach. I think he'd be someone. I think he'd be someone who'd come in in year one. You could expect. You could probably expect a bowl game year one with Leach. That's that's just where I'm at. I don't know. Um, let's see. Unless you're talking about basketball, then the '90s. I don't know what you. I'm, you guys must be uh, having a back and forth. 2020 recruiting class is ranked 13th in the SEC. Uh, and 44th in the country. Chad Morris has nothing left to hang his hat on. This this is simply a poorly coached team under the guise of a rebuild, Mr. Runner says. Couldn't have put it better myself. Could not have said it better myself, Mr. Runner. That is exactly what's going on. I have a hard time believing that if you lose to Western Kentucky, hell, if he even beats Western Kentucky, 3-9 and nine isn't much better. What does 3-9 and nine get you that 2-10 doesn't? Besides one more win, it's one more win against the non-power five. What does it get you at the end of the day? I just, I don't understand it. Damn this chair. Good Lord, I hate this chair. Yeah. Um, I, I I just don't know. And and you listen to radio, they're just, they, they don't even know what to say anymore. It's a lot like this. Just really two guys ranting at a microphone telling you that, that you know what, the sky really is falling right now. You are looking up to the Kentuckys and South Carolinas and Vanderbilts. That's where you're at. And I don't know how you dig yourself out. I don't know what the right move is here. I don't think firing him in the middle of the season does anything, but I really don't know how you get uh, how you get three years out of what you've seen. I just I don't know how you do it. Uh, we should start the chant at the next game. That's on you guys. <laughs> if you guys want to go chanting, that's on you, Mr. Bloodline. Uh, Sean Norris says, what would be so terrible about hiring Nut 
to be honest. If he can get some, if he can get some good staff around him, get get an OC with a good spread scheme. Really, what would be so terrible about that? Well, Sean, if you remember Houston Nut, I'm not sure how old you are. Uh, and that's not a, I'm not trying to disrespect you in any way, but he was known. Go back and look at the Malzon drama and how that all unfolded. Okay, he would not give up the reins to the offense. He really loved the ground pound. He wanted to feed his backs. 44 times a game, there was a real reluctancy for him to hand the, the, the play calling over to an OC. That's your first problem about wanting to run a spread. He's not a fan of the spread. The other issue you run into with Houston Nutt is you saw how he, if, if, if he would be the right move in your eyes, why hasn't anybody else hired him? You know, Ole Miss ended in a debacle for him over there. It, it's just not a good look. Why hasn't he coached anywhere else? He wants to coach. He's made that very clear multiple times. I don't think high, and not only that. Then you have to look at the overall fan spectrum. You might be okay with it, and there might be a couple others in here okay with it. But I'm telling you, that would not be the direction that this program that fans would want to see Hunter Yurchek take it to. That's not where they want to go. We've seen what he can do. Look, he would be an improvement. I'm with you. I, I liked Houston Nutt. I loved what he did with developing players here, and the talent that he developed here. He didn't recruit elite level players but he did you know he lucked out too he had years we brought in you know matt jones uh you know uh, uh, obviously darren mcfadden peyton hillis monk we can kind of go on the list goes on he lucked out with some good in-state prospects his strength was obviously going into texas even when we weren't playing in texas he was able to go in there and 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 recruit even when we weren't when we had no uh, Arkansas didn't play in Texas outside of you know Cotton Bowl games and what have you. So for him to walk into Texas and recruit like he did was nice. But again, all those things I mentioned earlier is why you wouldn't hire him. It would not drive the fans in the right direction. It wouldn't drive uh, the excitement level would not be where you would want it as an athletic director and as as the board of trustees. That's not a move. Just like Petrino. And I talked about this the other day. The game of football has changed so much. You don't even know that what worked for Houston Nutt all those years ago. You don't know that that would that that would happen today. Again, you saw how things kind of unfolded at Ole Miss. I think it would be more of that. I really do. That's not the hire that blows fans away. And I, you're not going to get a hire that blows fans away, but you can get someone I think better than the name of Houston Nutt. Not dissing him. I loved Houston Nutt um, for what he was able to accomplish here. What big name wants to come here to a program that fires coaches after two seasons? And, yeah, I know Chad really is is uh, stinking it up. Well, coaches aren't stupid. They know that in the SEC there's a higher expectation. In all honesty, there's some coaches who would probably completely understand it and probably even condone it. If you listen to enough coaches talk, they'll tell you that losing is just not in their vocabulary and they can absolutely understand the situation that Arkansas is in. You're a better program, even though I think Urban Meyer was talking out of his ass um, I don't know that Arkansas is a 10-win program, and I'm not going up that tree again, but uh, even Urban Meyer understands there's a higher level of, of success here than what we're seeing, and we're not seeing it. I don't think coaches are stupid. You fire him in the middle of the season, that's something different. That might strike a different tone with any big-time coach because um, that, that's just kind of considered disrespectful. You know, uh, Whether or not how you feel about it as a fan amongst, amongst coaches uh, they find that pretty disrespectful. I wouldn't do it at the middle of the year. I don't know. Ty, why don't you like Urban? Still mad about the Florida game? Question mark. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not. We've talked about that, Mr. Bloodline. Um, 
I like Urban. I, I wouldn't have any problem if we knew they could settle what money they owe with Bert. I'm sorry, Brett Bielema. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, and then what you've got going on with Chad. If you could settle that and then you knew they could throw everything, including the kitchen sink at Urban, even then I don't think you get him. I, I would be okay with that attempt, but I wouldn't want to waste too much time on him while you've got other coaches flying off the shelves to other programs. I just don't think he would consider coming here. Recruiting here is very challenging. It's very hard to recruit here. I'm a big fan. I believe in playing where you recruit and recruit where you play. Arkansas doesn't play in Texas anymore. You know, this is one thing I think Brett Bielema understood. I still don't understand why he didn't recruit Texas better. He understood playing in Texas, having some relevancy in that state mattered. And for whatever reason, we have completely pulled away from that. I don't know when the next time we actually play in Texas. I know they scheduled the Longhorns, but um, Connor Gato says they're not dumb. I don't know. what you're, If you're talking about coaches, yeah, they're not. Uh, let's see. Boop, boop, boop. Sean Norris says, uh, I like I like the old guy is all I'm saying, aside from the ending. Right. Yeah, but um, – it sounded like you were trying to make a, a an argument for hiring him, though, Sean. So that's why you were getting the rebuttal. Uh, Cedric Hurd says, is Chad really giving Hicks a farewell tour? Makes no sense to continue to let him start. We're not making a bowl game, and he, and he won't be here next year, so it's time to get others the experience. I think a lot of it is these guys just they lean so much on, on knowledge of the offense. I think at the end of the day, if I'm trying to be – if I if I'm trying to keep a level head about it, and and be realistic through their eyes, through the coaching staff's eyes, I think it's their handling of the quarterback situation's been nightmarish at best. It's been a complete debacle. Ty Story is about to make them look stupid here very soon. I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm 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 favoring Western Kentucky to beat Arkansas. I'm telling you that right now. I'm favoring them. Ty Story is four and zero. Now I don't think he's. I think Hicks is really Ty Story 2.0. I think Nick Starkle, arm talent-wise, is a better player. He just doesn't have the, the the identity of the offense. He doesn't got he doesn't have the whole playbook. If you watch them call plays when he's in, there's a reason why everyone's like, "That's stupid. Why are you doing that? You called that earlier." There's a reason why they keep calling the same plays. He doesn't have an understanding of the playbook. Now, I'm not making that up as an excuse. I'm not just saying that to say that to defend anybody. But that's what's happening on the field. He doesn't understand the playbook. I think that's why we haven't seen John Stephen, and I think that's why we probably won't see KJ until the Final Four. Um, but that's what's going on. That's why, and Hicks is so, he's, he's a lot like Ty Story, very limited in his ability, you know, and he's, he settles for the more conservative plays. I don't know what's going on with Ty Story at Western Kentucky, but he looks like he's making all of Arkansas look really stupid right now. Um, but I'll tell you, and, and you talk to anybody who, who you know, who, who studied the game a lot more than I do, he's a very average at best quarterback. He's working at Western Kentucky. You know why? They have a competent coaching staff that knows how to deal with this quarterback and get him going and get him to have the confidence and the identity and the knowledge and the understanding of the offense. They're able to rally around him and make it work. You're not seeing that here. That is actually a clear example of what's going on and what's so wrong here. This staff has no – they're clueless is what to do with the quarterbacks. They're clueless. And some of it, maybe even half of it, isn't completely their fault. Starkle was not here during the spring. 
it's hard. You, you know, you're trying to get more of the playbook in, 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 with Starkle when he was only here through fall camp. That's not going to happen. You know, you but the point is, if, if Hicks was your guy, and it seems like they wanted that to be the case, then Hicks had to be the only guy working with the ones. They should never have put Starkle in at any point rotating out with the ones. So their mishandling of this quarterback situation, is just, it's just become worse and worse. You, t- you couple that with how bad the offensive line is still, um, with how vanilla or, or Ben don't break the defense is and how quickly they wear down halfway through the game or through the third quarter they're done. You, know, you go back and watch a lot of the games. That's when they really start to buckle. Is you know about the fourth quarter. You couple all these things. You put them all together. You put them in a soup, and you stir it up. It's one nasty tasted soup. Tastes like ass. <laughs> that's what you've got. You've got an ass team on the field. That's the product. And this staff doesn't know. They don't know what to do. They're in over their heads. I can go on and on. I don't know. They fired less miles for uh, for some ten and. Two seasons. Well, I mean, LSU, it's just different over there. They expect, you know, and rightfully so. They're a program. They, they feel like they ought to be winning 10, 11 games every year, and they probably should be. They pro- I mean, that's what they are. I mean, they can recruit Texas, and they can recruit the entire state of Louisiana. They have no one to compete with, and that state produces talent, a lot of it. Who actually hired Chad, that, that Julie Peoples Day lady? Oh, I see. Okay, Connor. Um, the belief is the Board of Trustees. That's the belief. It was the board of the trustees that pushed the narrative that they had people talking into their ears. We know Clint Sterner was all about this hire. There's a belief that Jerry Jones had something to do with this. I still don't I don't know to what capacity he had to do with hiring Chad Morris. I know his grandson, obviously his grandson's here, but I I don't know Maybe he publicly endorsed him like, "Oh yeah, he's a good coach. Two thumbs up." I don't know how much he had to actually do. I actually asked I've asked a couple of people that, and I haven't gotten a clear answer. And I'm talking like media people, and I've not gotten a clear answer on that. I don't know. I don't know to what capacity Jones had to do with hiring of of uh, of, of Chad. I'll find out one day. Uh, Mr. Bloodline, Les had trouble winning at LSU. No way he could recruit here. He would be better, I think, than Chad. I'll say that. For a better conversation, will baseball make it to Omaha for a third year in a row? Yeah, we're just too early for baseball, Seth. I'm sorry. They just ended practice. Uh, they're done until 2020, and uh, I, there's not really a lot to talk about. Do I think they'll make it? I think they got a shot. Talented team. Let's hope Martin can pull his head out and be a little bit more consistent this year. They got the talent. They have arguably some of the best talent maybe in all of all of the SEC between them and maybe Florida. Obviously, LSU is going to always be there as far as talent, but the question is the actual – we talk about product a lot, the product on the baseball field. You know with Dave Van Horn coaching those guys – the expectation probably should be College World Series after making two in a row. So, uh, yeah, but sorry, Seth, just way too early for baseball. Uh, that being said, I would have never guessed his OC would have been able to do even better than less, less, than less. Crazy world. Um, we're going to have to scroll through here. We're going to try and wrap this up here just a little bit. we got a little bit longer. We can keep going. Keep in mind, guys, like I said earlier, this will be available on the Pig Trail podcast tomorrow excited about that oh i didn't even mention this thanks to you guys and and everyone who's come through we surpassed three hundred thousand total views here that's hard to do because i'm talking to a very small part of the youtube pie very tiny bit of the youtube pie so i'm very happy about that you guys are awesome we also just passed 2500 total subscribers i'm excited about all that thank you guys so much for making that happen i was gonna i was gonna mention that earlier and i plum forgot um I'm going to go back to answering your questions here. Uh, 
He is 4-0. That says enough, I guess. Okay, Sean says, I haven't watched any of the Western Kentucky games. How has he looked over there? Question mark. He is 4-0. I haven't actually seen anything. I don't know. That's something I wanted to do this week was try and catch some Ty Story highlights. <laughs> Who would have thought you'd be doing that? Who would have thought that anybody would be wanting to watch Ty Story highlights? I'm telling you. They're going to beat Arkansas. I'm, I, I, I'm almost at the point where I might actually shave my head if Arkansas wins that game. That's how terrible things are right now. I can't do that. Wife will kill me. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll shave like a line on my beard and just look dumb. Um, let's see. Let's see. I'd be down to get to get a Saban assistant here. <laughs> Someone from the front office at Alabama, the secretary. She might have a better idea of how to make things work here. I think Saban made a deal with the devil. Uh, if we lose to Western Kentucky, I will be pissed. Central Arkansas beat Western Kentucky. Well, that was Western Kentucky without Ty Story. I, I'm right now. I just I don't know how they win that game. I don't with what we've seen. How do they beat them? How how do they get past Western Kentucky? Oh man, this world. Arkansas Razorback fans are gonna. Oh, there's gonna be riots in Fayetteville. Uh, Muscleman. <laughs> Muscleman can turn the basketball program around. Mike Leach or Michigan's coach, uh, Jim Harbaugh is who you mean, will turn the Arkansas program when they get to Fayetteville. Uh, well, I don't know that Harbaugh is necessarily getting fired. I know Michigan fans aren't real happy. Mike Leach, I'm not so sure. It, it seems almost too good to be true. It's one of those type of hires, right? Like, it's the most obvious hire right now. That's not how it works out for Arkansas fans. <laughs> if we can't fire Chad Morris, can we impeach him? Says Dr. Pep. <laughs> uh, if we lose to West Kentucky, as you believe, we will, and I think we just may, after getting this far into the season, and look like we have, we have. But what do you honestly think? So, are you asking me if I think they lose to West Kentucky right now? I, I, I'm on like it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip for me, Sean. I don't know. Do they pull the trigger regardless of a buyout at that point? I don't think it'd be wise. I know that's easy for me to say right now. After they lose to Western Kentucky, I might be screaming, fire him right now. I don't know. Um, Simon says, look look how well Tulane football's doing. Cheers, Ty. You earned it. Thanks, Blake. I appreciate it. Connor, Chad, and Van Horn need to hang more. Maybe he'll get some insight. It's a good point, actually. That's a really good point. Uh, let's see. Give me some handlebars if Arkansas wins. Some handlebars. <laughs> What's up, Big Fry? I hope all is well, my man. Uh, this is the best live chat in college football. Well, thank you, Mr. Bloodline. I appreciate that. We uh, we strive to try not to be too negative here, although that's all you can be these, these days. Ty Story put up the most yards on Bama in the regular season last year. Uh, we are a thousand percent going to lose that game. <laughs> Says Connor, a thousand percent. Yeah, it's uh, things are so bad at Arkansas for, for, for the football program. It's just not real pretty right now. Tyler Edmondson, yo, what's going on, Ty? Hope all is well. Uh, let's see. NBA season starts tomorrow. How do you think your Celtics will be this year? Not a Celtic fan, just a huge LeBron fan. Yes, I'm that guy. Well, at least you admit it, Grant. At least you admit it. I hate the Lakers. I'm not going to say I hate LeBron. I got to say this stuff with China, though, is just like he just he needs to just stop. I'm not going to tell anybody to shut up because you have a you have a you have the first amendment here in this country. You can say whatever you want and whenever you want in my opinion, but if I were him, I think it's in his best interest to stop. Just just stop. You look like an idiot supporting China. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? 
You know, what? What would Michael Jordan ever do that since they're always comparing those two? As for my Celtics, I don't know. I'm not even going to begin there. I'm just not, I'm not going there. Uh, <laughs> didn't get a notification. Yeah, we have had that problem here again. Notifications are having a hard time going out. I'm sorry about that. All I can say is tap the notification bell. I really don't know at this point what else you can do. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with, with YouTube. That's been an ongoing issue. You can ask Fry if he's still in chat. That has been an ongoing issue for way too long with YouTube, along with the uh, adpocalypse. Uh, hey, Ty, we joked about it, but Ty's story really is about to demolish our secondary, laughing out loud. Yep, yeah, it's not going to be. I just um, – Secondary, I'm just, I don't know what it is. Watch Jacques, Watch McClellan. He gets burned on the same route twice, the hitch. And if you don't know what the hitch is, you, it's basically like what you did in backyard, backyard football. You run 10 yards, you turn around. And the way they teach those receivers is it's not just you turn around. You turn around, you take a step, and you move forward, and the ball should be there if the timing's right. Both times McClellan got burned on that. Like, it's not that, like, typically you'll see a corner reach around, maybe maybe slightly grab the back of the jersey, but they reach around. They try to get their hand in there a little bit. Uh, I think it's one of the easier passes to, to or routes to defend. I, I, who am I to speak? I played center in, football, in high school. But uh, it's, it's not a route that you should get burned on so easily. And I think that happened twice against these guys. If I go back... It happened against San Jose State, and I think it happened a couple times. It's like that route is so predictable that you're going to get beat on. But it's weird. He's one of those corners, too, who I think could actually defend the fade a little bit. He can defend the fade. You know, and he's okay against the slant. The, the rest of the secondary is terrible. I don't know what's going on. Curl's good. Curl's good. I shouldn't complain too much. I like Curl. Um, is it truly – it is truly – okay. It is truly the best football live stream. Keep it going. Thank you, Simon. I appreciate that. We, we do what we can here. It's uh, not easy to grow these these channels when you're following you're exclusively following a losing program. <laughs> I joke, but it is uh, it's it, yeah, it's hard to grow. It is insanely hard. Uh, let's see, getting caught up again. LeBron is an, a social justice warrior. Grant Patrick. Also, I don't agree with LeBron's political views. Strictly, uh, strictly in live. In love with his game. I see. You're in love with his game. I see. No, I mean, he's – I hate to admit it, he's he's the best player, even injured. He's, he's still the best player in, in the NBA. Western Kentucky is probably our only win, and even if we beat an SEC team, Chad Morse is gone. No, I don't think so. I think at that point, if you do find a way to beat Western Kentucky and an SEC team, within the opinion has to change to some degree. I don't think that they will. And I, I – he sh- if you're going to ask me if he should, and we all know that one team they should be should be Mississippi State, but if that is the case, I guess it depends on how the scenario plays itself out, but if that is the case, if you beat Mississippi State in Western Kentucky, what does that really get you at the end of the day besides a four-win season? I think that is really the the line that this that, that if anybody's going to play by, the Board of Trustees, if they're really considering it, you know, when you consider his buyout, you consider you're still paying other people. Like, I, I just don't – I think if he wins an SEC opponent and he, and he beats Western Kentucky, I don't think they fire him. If they should, if you're going to ask me if they should, I think that's a completely different conversation. Get Jessica Durrell to hire her back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom, 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 boom. Uh, yeah. I, I still – I just don't know how to feel about Western Kentucky. Right now, I'm leaning towards the uh, – 
they they probably lose it. I just I don't know. Uh, hey, big guy, I love your show. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Jeremy V, old schooler there. Thanks for stopping by, man. Chief, get on on the dreams. Is uh, that's funny? I must have missed what. Uh, Oh, the Jessica Durrell. Okay, yeah, you're right. That was that was him that said that. Uh, we beat Bama and then turn around and lose to Western Kentucky. That would be our coaches. That would be the most – well, that wouldn't be the most Arkansas thing ever because they haven't beaten Bama in how long. Uh, what if KJ turned the rest of the season around? They did play – it's not like they haven't played true freshman quarterbacks before and it's not like – it's not like they haven't uh, been able to help things out either. A freshman at a lot of positions. We've seen that. Randall Hunt, uh, thank you so much for the donation. Uh, I don't know if I gave you guys an update. I think I did. We talked about this on the on the last live stream. The only way I can accept donations through YouTube, this comes from Big Fry, who's in the chat every once in a while. Uh, by the way, if you guys haven't already, go check his channel out. If you're into uh, tactical shooters on PC, things like that, he's uh, the best around, if you want my opinion. That's not just a biased opinion. He's also probably one of the most hated hated YouTubers by uh, early access developers. <laughs> but uh, he, he and I have had this conversation. I've also talked with another YouTuber. The only way you can accept donations is if you have to have monetization turned on. I don't. I don't want you guys to have to go through through uh, ads. I've talked about this before. I know a lot of you in our Discord were talking about, hey, just turn them on, Ty. We don't care. I know you guys probably don't, but for the casual viewer who doesn't come through my channel – You've, I've got to consider those people too. You know, they'll see that ad and they're going to be like, "No, to hell with this! I'm not going to watch." So that's one of the reasons that I want to. I just I would rather not have you guys have to go through that. I hate ads as much as the next guy. I, I may I'm I'm debating turning ads on. So just a heads up, they may pop up, and if they do, please don't crucify me. <laughs> we've turned the Clintons. We've turned into the Clintons with all the with all these monthly payments. <laughs> oh. Getting political. All right. Uh, did you see Greg Child's tweet? I did not. Last time we beat Bama was 2005. God. <laughs> I was three years out of high school. I, I I was engaged. No, I wasn't engaged yet. Yeah, maybe I was engaged. I got married in 2006. Um, yeah, I'm that old. I'm that old. I got, I got engaged a long time ago. I'm married. Still married to the same lovely, lovely woman. She's uh she's not home at the at this point in time, but uh, I would normally shout that out like I love my wife. Better make sure to clarify that. But yeah, we're still married, two kids. But 2005, wow, I was uh, living in Fayetteville. That's unreal. That is unbelievable. Mm mm Got to use PayPal for single donate. Yeah yeah. If you guys, do, I'm sorry, I should I should have mentioned that. My bad. If you want to do, if you actually want to donate to the channel, I really do appreciate it. Uh, you can't. There's links provided for you down below. There's Patreon and there's a PayPal. If you want to do a one time donation, turn on those ads. Uh, turn on those ads and get you a new chair. Ty. Yeah, I know, right? This thing, this thing. Oh. Well, I broke it even more. So um, yeah, Mitch Mustaine to bid Cleveland 2005. That's right. Yeah. That's unbelievable. We had been Cleveland on the Hard Talk podcast a while back, and he, he had a lot to say. That was a fun one. For those of you who really like Houston, you ought to hear that interview. Uh, it was that long ago. Yeah, 2005. Golly, man. That's unreal. That is unbelievable. Uh, South Carolina did beat Georgia. I mean, we have a, a, a chance, right? Yeah, well, we got a better coach at South Carolina. <laughs> KJ won't touch the field till maybe Western Kentucky if we are leading. Yeah, it's going to be those final four. Uh, I'm 34. I was 20. 
Yeah, I wasn't even on, like, Facebook was a thing, but I wasn't there yet. Like, MySpace was was the go-to. You remember MySpace? You have those top eight friends. Who are my top eight friends? <laughs> are any of you my top eight friends? Let me throw you guys this Discord link really quick, and then we're going to wrap it up. As always, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to, to, to come through. And thank you for the donation. Uh, here, just I'll, I'll acknowledge who that individual was. Hang on. Boop, 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 boop. Get this link out there for you. Um, there you go. There's a the Discord link. It's popping. It's a lot of fun during games. I, I do advise that you, uh, well, just keep in mind, some of us have probably been drinking in the middle of the game, so sometimes you get incoherent messages there. But, um, you know, South Carolina did beat Georgia. Yeah, we're not we're not beating Alabama, guys. I'm sorry, even if they played their freshman. Your check needs to get Mike Leach at the end of the season. By the way, one more thing we'll talk about. I forgot all about that. Hunter Juracek was at Chad Morris's press conference today. I don't think he's been there for a single Monday presser all, all ever. I don't think he's ever, like, even last year. What does that say? Hunter Yurchek and uh, uh, John Fag. I'm not going to say how his last name really is because my channel will get flagged like that. But uh, <laughs> it's his name. You can say it. Yeah, you don't know YouTube well enough. They have banned people for less. Uh, Distarkle transfer if KJ comes in and kicks, <laughs> kicks ass. You can see it. Uh, Discord is getting livelier by the game. Yeah, Discord gets crazy. During those games, it's nuts. The post game here is always a lot of fun. Also, an update: Friday's show, um, Friday's show might be a little earlier. Obviously, trick or treating. Our our girls are going as uh, my my youngest is going as Dorothy from uh, Wizard of Oz, you know. And then my my uh, my oldest is going as uh, oh my gosh, I forgot who she's going as. We have the costumes. I cannot remember who she. Oh, she's going as the uh, the good witch, Br- Brenda the good witch. Is that her name? You know the, the 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 good witch from Wizard of Oz. And then we there's some other couples. Another couple we're going with. Their son is going to dress up as one of the flying monkeys, and they're going to try and get me to dress up as the the cowardly lion. I, good luck finding that suit that could fit me. All right, six three and more to love. Okay, six three and oh my god, it's Sasquatch. Good luck finding that. You know, I could just go as myself on Halloween. That'd be plenty. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. The Office was in its first season. It was. Oh, look at that, Connor, with the home run. Nice. Well done. Well played. Is it Glenda? I thought it was Brenda. I thought it was Brenda the Good Witch. I don't know. I honestly don't. I don't care. Starkle transfers. <laughs> um. Jeremy V, have a good day, big guy. Looking forward to the next show. Yeah, we will be live Friday. It'll be it'll be a little earlier, um, and then Saturday. I'm not for sure if we're doing a post game this Saturday. I'll try to keep you posted for those of you who follow me on Twitter, or I'll you know I'll try to post in the uh, the comment the the area where you can comment on YouTube. You know, I've been leaving you guys some little tidbits there. I'll try to update you as best I can for those of you who follow me on on um, on Twitter. Again, that's at Tizel83 if you don't already. Uh, but that's going to do it. I wish I was 6'3". My wife does, too. She's like, she comes up to, like, the middle of my sternum. Like, she comes up to my stomach. She's tiny. My, our kids are tiny. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm taller than both my parents. Neither one of my parents. My dad's, like, 5'6", or 5'7". My mom is 5'1". Don't know where I, where it came from. Uh, let's see. One last comment. Jerry will buy us a coach 
when we play his grandson, probably. Yeah, why not? Maybe call up call up grandpa and be like, hey, we're going to play your kid. We're going to start him the last game against Mizzou. Pay for Chad Morris's buyout, okay? And then, hey, then it's all good. Then we'll make it happen. All right, thank you guys. Again, we'll see you on Friday. Uh, thank you so much. Remember to like, comment, share the content. If you want to donate, for those of you who want to donate, those links are provided for you down below. The Hog Talk podcast link is always down there. And forever and always, uh, Woo Pig. And we'll see you guys on the next live stream, which should be Friday. Thanks again. 300,000, big time. 300,000 total views. You guys rock.